The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1978, Part 1, All You Need Is Cash. In this episode, we'll cover January through March 26th. It's 1978. First, over in Hawaii, George and Olivia continued to celebrate the holiday season. Feeling refreshed from the music business over the past year, Harrison composes the following. Oh. 
I knew that it should While George was composing songs in Hawaii, Ringo, still in the Bahamas with Nancy Andrews, was selecting and recording tracks for his next LP. Times. 
Around the second week of January, George and Olivia fly home to London. In London at Abbey Road Studios, Paul, Linda, and Denny finish the production work of their new Wings LP, now called London Town. Back in New York City, Julian Lennon, having stayed with John, Yoko, and Sean for the holidays, stayed a couple extra weeks after the New Year. On January 12th, Yoko took him to the Court Theater to see the play The Magic Show, starring Doug Henning, while John, one evening, took him out to see the UK band Riff Raff. Around January 15th, Julian flies home. On January 19th, the Lennons again start receiving extortion letters from the organization calling themselves the fallen Puerto Rican independence movement. The FBI had been unsuccessful at this point to capture these individuals. The organization's multi-page grammorically challenged rant read, Some objections of pity from some of our members, dot dot dot. We all agree, try to deal for second time. Also, reduce the ransom from 100 G to 60 G. This ransom note instructs the Lennons to place the money in a Bloomingdale shopping bag and to be left in the Dakota's basement on Wednesday, January 25th. The letter goes on. It must remain there in a period of 7 days and 24 hours a day. If you have any doubt about us, you will meet us someday in Ski Mask, and it would probably cost you one to one and a half million dollars cash, or the loss of you or someone you love. John tries not to let the issue bother him, and entrusts the FBI to handle it. Lennon, meanwhile, continues to compose new material at home. Lord, take this makeup off of me. I said, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy.
A few days later, on January 22nd, the Lennons receive another letter from the Fallen. This additional letter modifies the previous letter's instructions, changing the drop date to February 2nd and the ransom package dressing. It read, Also forget about the name of Bloomingdale's store and get this new one to be picked up by Lorraine Fashion's store. A few days later, on January 25th, at the Thames Television Studios in Euston Road, London, George Harrison is a surprise guest on the ITV network program, This Is Your Life. Thank you, This Is Your Life. Which tonight honors motorcyclist Barry Sheen. He's got millions of fans the world over, but he's one of your greatest fans, and he's here. Your great oh, fan, George thanks. Harrison. Tell me, how did you come to meet Barry? Well, actually, uh, not too many people know this, but I first met Barry when he was a Midland banker. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> work that one out. Work that one out. Oh, yeah. No, he used to work in the bank before. No, I first met him actually in. Uh, I've seen him on TV, you know, but I first met him at Long Beach last year. I think the thing that attracted me most to Barry was uh, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you've written a tune about him? Yes, I did. I wrote a song called Sheen Wheelies on my latest album next year, folks. <laughs> no, it really, he impressed me so much. It's very artistic. People think it's, um, you know, just motorbikes are just sort of silly. Some people think it is, but it's very artistic. I mean, you have to be so together, and Barry is, I don't know. I mean, I, all I have to do is fall off a guitar, you know? He's got his own <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can both exchange lessons, yeah. one on the other, one on the other. Yeah. Thank you anyway, very much, George you. Harrison, for coming along. The next day, George and Olivia depart Heathrow Airport en route to Los Angeles and then to Hawaii, 
for a nine-week holiday on the island of Maui. While in Maui, feeling inspired by the beautiful evening sky as the sun was setting, Harrison wrote the following. Ringo, meanwhile, is busy working on several projects. 
all while answering that musical question. Do you think that today's music is better than what it was when you were uh, with the Beatles and everything? Uh, do you think it's gotten better or worse? It's, no, it's, you can't say better or worse. A lot of people thought we were the worst people on earth. You know? It's not a choice of better or worse. I don't want to be vague, but there's some real good music and there's real bad music right now. You know, It's the same as it was. There's good and bad, and it's people's opinion. There's not lot, sort of the set pattern that everyone says, this is good, this is bad. You know, your neighbors don't like this and you like that. It's, it's too, uh, too broad a question not to say yes or no. Back in New York on February 2nd, FBI agents positioned themselves at 10 a.m. in the Dakota basement to await anyone who would claim the payment parcel left by the Lennons. No one had arrived. The next day, a special delivery letter arrived at the front desk of the Dakota apartment building with a message for John. It read, Dear John, we are very proud of you, dot dot dot. At last you show you are not chickening. You are just right, baby, to take it in a hard way. 
But in the meantime, we think you should call down to the basement and tell the police to go home, okay? John again doesn't let this latest event bother him. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to get involved again. Working in the filling station. Too many tasks. Wipe the window, check the tire, check the auto dollar gas. Huh? Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to get involved again. Same thing every day. On February 4th and 5th, my friends and I attend the 4th Annual Beetlefest at the New York Statler Hilton Hotel. Presented by Mark and Carol Lapidus, this year's fest guests include animator Al Brodox, the producer of the Beatles cartoons and the animated film Yellow Submarine, Other guests include writers Wally Podrazic and Harry Castleman, authors of the book All Together Now, Nicholas Schaffner, author of Beatles Forever, disc jockey Jim Kerr, and New York Post columnist Lou O'Neill Jr. And the musical house band called Abbey Road, which was billed as the greatest Beatles sound-alike band in the country. This year's program is dedicated to the memory of Elvis Presley. A splendid time was had by all. On February 5th, the New York Times reported that John and Yoko had purchased roughly 1,000 acres of farmland in upstate New York. John and Yoko spent more than $178,000 on plots of land in Delaware County, New York. They used the property as a vacation retreat, but the main purpose is to raise their own cows. One way to ensure John, Yoko, and Sean a constant supply of fresh dairy products. George B. Morgan, the Oneonta real estate investor who conducted the transaction, explained that the Lennons, who paid in excess of $178,000 for the four parcels in Delaware County, planned to raise cattle on one part of the land and build a vacation home on another. For the next 10 days, starting February 11th in Los Angeles, California, Ringo begins work on a TV project tentatively titled Ringo, 
starring Ringo Starr in a loosely based Prince and the Pauper musical extravaganza. Actors in the room, keep it down. Very quiet, please. Very quiet on here, please. We're rolling. I'm telling you what's wrong. Am I going to get a visual? Yeah, you'll get a visual. Okay, here we go, everyone. And by the way, happy Valentine's Day. Same to you, sweetie. Thank you, my darling. <laughs> Pretty brown eyes, your wavy hair. I won't go home no more, cause you're not there. I'm telling you now, like I told you before, I'm so in love with you. Don't leave me no On a cigarette Every memory lingers With me, yeah I've got it bad Like I told you before I'm so in love with you Don't leave me no more Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Let's go, okay, with the... Right into the camera. Okay, here we go. Grab the dog. The, the nun's worried about the dog. What dog? The dog that's back there. I care. And you'd care if it was run over. It's not even cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Say, ah. 
down here and all that. Four, four. four. I'm a nerd. A loud nerd for the beginning. Four. Four. On February 14th in the UK, Ringo Records releases the single My Hometown by the band Stormer. Took my breath away 
On February 17th at the Dakota apartment in New York, John was preparing a silkscreen portrait of Yoko as the Mona Lisa to surprise her for her 45th birthday. Assisting him today was Andy Warhol's printer, Robert Smith.
Having completed filming for his new television special, Ringo, along with his fiancée Nancy Andrews, fly to Portugal in the first week of March for a two-week holiday. On March 7th, for the first time since the second failed FBI ambush, the Lenins were contacted by the fallen Puerto Rican independence movement once again. And once again, the FBI was notified. The group was passing along its current plan of attack. They sent a note that read, On February 3rd, we call our people to stand off and clear up the area. On February 4th, we had just one very quick meeting that so far it result that you lost for completely the ground and the opportunity to deal with us again. It mean that we don't need your money anymore, dot dot dot. You are worth not one penny to us. Revenge is all our plan someday in coming future. This odd misspelled unstructured note 
went on to explain that they have a high-ranking official that is a Beatles fan, and this fifth chief of the organization was going to place a direct call, during which the Lennons would have, and I quote, exactly 75 seconds to say anything in your defense if you have any to be use in our final meeting. At about 9 p.m. on both March 11th and 12th, Yoko had received multiple phone calls from the fallen Puerto Rican independence movement, and according to the FBI report, on both occasions she asked the caller to hold on, placed the call on hold, and left it there until he hung up. Likewise, on March 14th at 4 p.m., another call for Yoko was placed to the Dakota, and the nanny picked up and said that she wasn't available. The caller hung up. Finally, at approximately 7 p.m., a call from an unknown male was received, and according to the FBI, Yoko spoke the full time stating that she did not understand why he had picked on them since John and Yoko stand for love and peace. The FBI was unsuccessful in tracing any of the calls. On March 20th, Capitol Records in America released a new single by Wings, the title, With a Little Luck. Don't let 
at the Dakota on March 22nd. Possibly influenced by recent FBI involvement with the Lenins, John begins recording a mind movie about a French detective, Maurice Dupont. Maurice Dupont, speaking to you from the Hotel Foyer, March the 22nd, 1978. I went to my local Air Force recruiter, and now I am forced to let my government hear my story. Ironically, this recruiter mentioned that he was in Laos in 68 and 69, and was glad that he didn't get killed. But if I had told him about the book, Laos War on Revolution, and that I had known a Laotian princess, and that I knew everything about our involvement in Laos and the Orient, well, we wouldn't have understood all at once. This is why I'm writing to you to prove that I presently maintain a high degree of extra-sensory perception and intuition combined with correct intelligence, linguistics, and a lot of alacrity, honesty, and devotion to my country. To begin with, I knew specifically that I was interested in intelligence, in AP, when the recruiter reads the offer for enlisted men in intelligence work, I answered him horizontally, as if speaking from a vortex. I chose linguistics, and wouldn't it be great to learn, so to speak, the language of Chin, the Orient. Now that we have some data, and an introduction, let me continue, outline my style, enclosures herewith. This glance was a mistake, and I paid a high price for it, almost lost my life. My f***ing image is gone. Time healed. Now I want to feel success. And I didn't take a thing from anybody. I did it all by myself. It was not lucky and now i am tired of this street i want my bow and some land a home and i want all of these things now because i've worked hard for it and my boss have been working hard to keep those sacks and outman ads quiet as beautiful as ever I mean to go in steady with my precious ball. We will ride to heaven together. We did it. We proved it. Success, winning, life, and happiness. March 22nd was a very busy news and events day in the universe of the Fabs. While Lennon recorded the exploits of Maurice Dupont, private investigator, Howard Brandy, an organizer for a benefit concert to aid in the conservation of the Earth's oceans, and to protect the whales, dolphins, and porpoises, approaches Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, and Starr regarding reuniting for the cause. 
Although the individual group members dismissed the idea, in Hawaii, Harrison did write a tune reflecting his support to save our environment and to put an end to nuclear weapons. We gotta save the world
The offer to reunite the Beatles to save the whales was addressed by the flock of reporters sent this day to the Wings press conference, given aboard a boat that cruised up the Thames. Paul, Linda and Denny were promoting their upcoming album, London Town. London Town was written in six countries. Could you tell me where? Oh, yeah. Um, some of it was written in Scotland. One, one of them, a couple of them were written in Scotland. One of them was written, started off in Australia. One of them was written in Switzerland. And I can't remember the others, but someone said it's six. Now that the album's completed, can we expect you to go back on the road soon, possibly overseas? Uh, overnight. Have we expected to go somewhere like Australia, New Zealand? Uh, I don't know really yet. Um, we're just thinking about it, you know. We get a band together and we'll go off on the road, yeah. I understand that you're in the middle of auditioning for new members of Wings. Well, we're not auditioning, we're just looking around casually. But Are you trying to find a new musical sound? Is that the idea of getting new members? Yes, yes, we're thinking of bringing back the Glenn Miller sound. That's new. As somebody... Seriously, folks. As somebody who writes and performs much of his own material, what do you think of the present of singer-songwriters? Somebody like Kate Bush, for example. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of good, good new people around. You know, I like a lot of people, like Billy Joel and uh, Kate Bush and the Muppets. Do you feel that the music scene today is more exciting than it was when you first started? No. Are you very much Paul McCartney and Wings these days? Do you ever get a hankering for the old days of the Beatles? No. There are times, obviously, when you must feel like getting away from it all. What do you like to do? Get away from it all. Can you give me an idea of some of the things you like to do for relaxation? Yeah, uh, I like to go to the country type places and breathe some air and uh, just walk around and do things, you know, anything really. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful. Well, thanks. All right. Yeah. Well, it'll go down. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're going to do it. See, we're the only camera crew here today, so we want to get it on your room. Yeah, okay, great. Right. All right. And uh, we've got an outlet to 194 television companies in. I don't believe you. I don't, not 194. 194 television I don't believe that. In 94 countries. Ask so. me another. Ask you another. Who won the cup in 53? Who won the cup in 53?
Also on March 22nd in America, on the NBC television network. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. The Lorne Michaels comedy, All You Need Is Cash, the story of the prefab fall, is aired. is a legend, a living legend, a legend that will live long after lots of other living legends have died. Tonight, we are extremely proud to present the semi-legendary life story of the Prefab Four, Dirk, Nasty, Stig, and Barry, who made the 60s what they are today, the fabulous Ruttles.
from these streets, very close to the cavern Rutland, came the fabulous Rutland sound, created by the prefab four, Dirk, Nasty, Stig and Barry, who created a musical legend that will last a lunchtime. They were discovered by their manager, Leggy Mountbatten, in a lunchtime disco very close to these streets. Their first album was made in 20 minutes. The second took even longer. Tonight, we examine the legend of the Ruttles. We look at their lives, their loves, their music. We examine some of the problems that made them what they are today. And we shall also be asking some of the people who worked with them whether they were really the sort of lovable people they were made out to be. We should be asking many people who knew them what they were really like. Go, get up and go. Come on, flushing animals, what do you want to know? What do you want to hear? If you call me up at 555-2160 and say you want to hear anything but the Reynolds, I'm going to come looking for you. I mean it, because it's Reynolds Day. They're going to be here tomorrow talking about their trousers. It's a big, big day here in Flushing. In October 1961, Leggy Mountbatten, a retail chemist from Bolton, entered their lives. Leggy had lost a leg in the RAF in the closing overs of World War II and had been hopping around Liverpool ever since. As a child, Leggy's mother never allowed him to play with the other little boys. His father was so snobby, he wore swimming trunks in the bath to stop him looking down on the unemployed. But it was here, in Liverpool, that... But it was in Liverpool that we spoke with Leggy's mother Mrs. Iris Mountbatten. Um, well, he told me that he'd uh, been to see these young men in a dark cellar. Yes. He was always very interested in young men. Oh, yes. Youth clubs, Boy Scouts, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. But um, these, he said, were different. In what way? Well, um, the hair and uh, the presence, the music. He liked it? No, he hated it. Well, what did he like? Well, um, uh, the trousers. What about the trousers? Well, they were, uh, they were very, um, tight. Shoot me down in flames if I should tell a lie Cross my heart, I promise that it's true I've been in love so many times before but never with a girl like you With a girl like you To hold and be beside With a girl like you To fill my heart with pride and joy Lennon, McCartney, Harrison and Starr appear to embrace the Ruddles. Here's Eric Idle, the writer of All You Need Is Cash, the story of the Ruddles. It was one magic day. I was at George's house, and Ringo was there, 
and George, he picks up a guitar, and George and Ringo both sang to Neil and I, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, <laughs> and we're going, they learned it. Oh, he must have been so, so thrilled. This is the world turned upside down. Ouch, don't desert me. Ouch, please don't hurt me. Ouch, ow, ow, ow. Even Paul, who wasn't quite sure, his wife, Linda, loved it. Uh, but, uh, and then we heard that Lennon and, and uh, Yoko loved it too, because they just thought it was so funny. And I thought, that's really good of Yoko to love it, because she's portrayed as Hitler's daughter. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I then I realized you, cannot, yeah, be, well, you, you cannot be married to John Lennon without a fantastic sense of humor, which she has. the comedic actor who portrayed the John Lennon character, Ron Nasty, was interviewed years later and found out that Yoko Ono may not have liked her Nazi portrayal after all. Yoko Ono-inspired character was described in the movie as Hitler's daughter, if I recall. Mm -hmm. um, so I interviewed Yoko Ono and I asked her what she and John Lennon thought of that. And she replied, quote, we were not amused, unquote. And then I said, uh, did you consider taking any legal action? And there was a very long pause. And she finally answered, uh, we're very careful about what we litigate about. Um, and so I'm gonna kind of invert this to some of those songs are such great homages to the Beatles while simultaneously poking at the Beatles in a, in a very good natured way. Um, were there any legal issues? I believe there might've been one song in particular where you were told that that's too close. Uh, well, yeah, it's a difficult one, this, because actually I, I didn't realize that, you know, um, I thought Yoko was a fan of the Ruffles. Um, but anyway, um, I, I don't think it ever came up. I mean, we sent a copy of the songs to John, and he listened to it, and, uh, and he, he sent back a message saying, I think you might have trouble with Get Up and Go because it's a bit like uh, Get Back. And um, so we left it off the album, you know. Uh, but equally, I think he was, you know, just as fond of it as George was, you know, because I don't, I don't think the songs poked, you know, any hard fun at the Beatles, you know. I mean, I, I just wanted to enhance, you know, or homage, recognize what they've achieved, you know. Um, and somebody asked John in New York, you know, what he thought of the Ruffles, and he answered by singing Cheese and Onions.
I'm, I'm not so sure it says in the script that he was Hitler's daughter. Yeah. He was, he was, Hitler wasn't mentioned. She was the daughter of the man who started World War II, which is, you know, a little gentler. <laughs> Ringo Starr is asked by a fan of his opinion on the Ruttles. What did you think about the special, the Ruttles, when they when it was? I saw it, uh, in fact, the night before last in England, because that's where I was. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was 25 percent of, uh, you know, was of what it was. I enjoyed it mainly from 1967. I thought that was more fun than when we were getting together. Coming up in a moment. Capitol Records release a new Wings album. Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, and Benny Lane. The new album by Wings. London Town on Capitol Records and Tapes. A brand new Beatles film hits the theaters. This is a wacky film fling with some 17 Beatles songs in the background and seven appealing kids in the foreground. It is nutty nostalgia. I want to hold your hand. A slight, sweet, unpretentious, and often very funny. And Ringo stars in a TV show. Let me start Ringo's story at the beginning. It seems two babies were born. The very same moment, the very same second, in the very same country, England. Next on Yesterday and Today. Visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time.
I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages. That's Facebook.com slash Yesterday and Today Podcast or Facebook.com slash Third Men. Or you could head to Society6.com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's Society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I Family Podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. <laughs> Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need your help. <laughs> Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see oh, me. For God's sake. <laughs>